Hey, this week's Cape Crisis is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Go to geekfuel.com slash laser time to get a special box of geeky goodies along with a free Star Wars item worth $20. On the fifth day of Deadpool, miss, we gave you this podcast. Hello, and welcome to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast on the Later Time Network, where we talk about the weekly events in the world of comic books and the things on which upon they are based. I am your host, Henry Gilbert, that is H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and I am here for our last regular episode of the year with my esteemed friends, the Dave, the Walking Dave, Ruddin. Yep. And Brett Bad Enough Elston. <laughs> uh, sorry, Brett Boss Elston, because he's wearing his legit boss shirt today. Yeah, but it's covered up with a jacket because I'm too cold. Go, Burr. go, Henry I'm too cool, unlike you. You're, you may be too, too cold, but I'm too cool. Uh, hey, but so before we get into the usual, what have you been reading? I wanted to tell people about this weekend we had a Christmas party we, mm-hmm. we all went to. And my plan at it was to give the best gift there, and I think I did. And it was because it was comic book focused. See, I was used to so many questions. Dave would have sucked at it if he mm-hmm. got it because it was half of Dave's homework was the, mm-hmm. was the gift. But it, you know, it was try to spend under 30 bucks. And I did because on Amazon... These the first volumes that are normally ten dollars of all these image books on Amazon were six fifty. Wow. So I bought f- five of those and put them all in a box and it's like Southern Bastards, Wicked and Divine, yeah. Descender, and Lazarus all number one. And everybody, the three different people wanted it at the party. It was it was the it was most stolen. G- it was a double steal and. I was told afterwards, so I think it was Diana that got it first, and then it was stolen by Cherry, mm-hmm. who really wanted it, and she told me she was she was a little steamed when Cheryl stole it from her, because she was, <laughs> she was making plans for those comics. She was really looking forward to them, and I, uh, I hope it's live by the time this goes live, but I was going to do an article about how I think it is a great last-minute Christmas gift for somebody. Like, well, you- why spend $30 on... Um, Scotch rocks or whatever those stupid rocks you're supposed to put in drinks. I've seen people get those. Uh, so many I times. got them last year. Why buy those for somebody as last minute gift? We could just buy like three really good grown up comic yeah. books. Uh, you can also yeah. add Saga into that too. Like all these. I, I hate to make it sound like this is a paid ad by Image Comics. Man, but I wish they're really cheap. Those books are really cheap in the first volumes, and it's it's almost like you're a drug peddler for comics too yeah. because you're going to sell them on comic books with that first volume. Well, about the Scotch Rocks, Henry, not everyone drinks Scotch as fast as you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes Scotch Rocks, Dave, because it's like it's like ice, ice you can wash again. Yeah, like but it's, 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 if you want if you want a pure if you want the pure Scotch cold uh-huh. and not deal with the dilution of it from ice, then that's yeah. what the rocks are for. No way. Man. True. I want yeah. them on the rocks. Well, I I mean, hey, we're not all Eddie Valiant asking mm. for Scotch, Scotch on the, the rock. rock. Yeah. I don't mean raw. How is it real rock? I mean ice. <laughs> I mean ice. That's the word. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. It's a great movie. But let's get into what we've have, all seen. Fire the Navigator. What have you been reading? And uh, I read a whole hell of a lot. And uh, I'll start with DC because, as everybody knows, I'm very sensitive to people thinking uh, I talk too much about DC. 
And I was so worried about talking about DC, I didn't even do that sound oh, effect. No. And I introduced myself, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, on Twitter. There yeah. we go. Every week, there's like yeah. one extra half second on that fanfare. <laughs> it gets like, uh, soon it'll be an hour long. <sighs> Uh, so I read Justice League number 46, which is the last issue of the second act of the Dark Side War, which is the mega epic that's so epic that Dark Side died. Like, he's dead. He's been dead for months now. He got, huh. he got killed off, though everyone knows that death in comics is nothing. But uh, the Dark Side War has been the Justice League epic I've been waiting for. Mm. Like, it is, though... It's also one of those ones where I just want everybody to be themselves, mm. but instead every major Justice Leaguer except for Wonder Woman has been corrupted. So it's really a Wonder Woman story mm. on top. Like Superman, it, it's an interesting thing where the new gods, the term new gods has totally changed for this book because mm. it's not just about the people from Apocalypse. The new gods are the old Justice Leaguers. Shazam has become the god of gods. Superman has become the god of strength. Batman, the god of knowledge. Like, they're, they're the... Then, uh, Flash uh, is the god of death. Someone became they're the a, new gods. Jeff, the god of biscuits? What? Eddie Izzard. Oh, oh, damn yeah. it. I, eh, I'm okay with Eddie Izzard. He's, he's fine. He's fine. Dress to kill. It's the only one I know. Yeah, but it, it was a really good book. It's this... It's all I want out of a out of a superhero comic from DC now is just like I don't want don't want this continuity don't want none of this background just give me yeah. consistent cool superhero moments and there's a great moment I've always been a big fan of Mister Miracle and Big Barda Scott Free if uh, someone can recommend yeah. to me over the break and they're great in it uh, a couple of because mm-hmm. I would read a couple of them DC they still do like one off Elseworldsy things right. On occasion, yeah, yeah. If they're not as much as they used to, sure. I don't think. If there's any that are on Comixology, uh, mm-hmm. and you're, on, I'm Bruston on Twitter. Uh, suggest them, and I will read them, and I will talk about them. And I, then I read a ton of Marvel books, though. I gotta say, I liked some more than others. I just got to do some quick hits, though, on them. Honestly, Squirrel Girl three, really great. I, I, I just love Squirrel Girl. I know Dave, you didn't love it when you got it. You liked it fine. I liked it. Um, but uh, it does deal with one of the things that I both love and hate about Squirrel Girl in her past. Her first appearance is a lot of fun, but it also jobs out Doctor Doom, one of my all-time favorite villains, and makes him look like a doofus. Uh, who, pretty much anything in books like She-Hulk yeah. or Doom or Squirrel Girl, I'm like, this yeah. is it's continuity, but not yeah. really. Yeah, and so it's the same in this book. Like a past Doom shows up mm-hmm. in Squirrel Girl three. And he kind of, he's he's a menace, but he also is getting tricked in ways that, like, it's funny for the book. Right. Like, oh, this makes me laugh, but Doom would never sure. face into these bootlickers mm. on the whatever. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. He does things he wouldn't do. But didn't, he, didn't that happen in his very first, or her very first comic? Yeah, that's what the, I'm talking about. Oh, that it right. goes back to, uh, Squirrel Girl's history begins with making Doom look like a yeah. doofus, which, as a Doctor Doom fan, I actually kind of hate, because right. I think he should never look silly, but... Uh, this was a theory I read of Chris Sims on mm-hmm. on Comic Alliance, which is Doom is the perfect comic book villain because he is so malleable and can be used in any situation, mm-hmm. including comedy, and yet still get back to square one and be menacing the next time he showed up. Yeah. Like, you can use him for a joke, but then the next time you see him, you're like, oh shit, it's Doctor Doom. Like, yeah. ah. 
which was the case in Invincible Iron Man 4, which I read today. I think 5 Shit, I didn't just read came that. up. Thing. It was good. It was good. I like where, but it's again Bendis slow storytelling. Yeah, but it does. Issue four had an amazing action scene of him fighting cyber cyborg ninjas. Mm. That was pretty cool. Or cyber cybernetically assisted ninjas. I don't believe they had like biotech that attached cybernetic instruments to them. Uh, I read Silk number two, which was a fine book, though it it had a replacement artist, which I'm like. This is issue <laughs> for number issue two. two. <laughs> Can't you at least get two issues out of the regular artist? And, uh, yeah. So this is where I'm already. You're going to see my retention level. Well, Silk, Silk is <laughs> which one? She is the one who is bitten by the same bu- uh, spider as Spider-Man. In 616. In 616. Okay. Who was introduced at the start of the last Amazing Spider-Man yes. last year. Yes. And yeah, she is the one who... Her neat thing is that she is in the Peter Parker role of working for J. Jonah Jameson and covering her superhero exploits. Except she wants people to think she's a bad guy, and J. Jonah Jameson thinks she's a good guy. <laughs> That's funny. It's an it's a really interesting turnaround. I like it a lot. Why did they take? Why did it take the song for her? Shouldn't she be like in her thirties then, or something? No, because she got bit when she was fifteen, uh-huh. and that was ten years ago. So oh. she's the same age as Peter Parker, which is oh. late twenties now. Okay, Spider Man, that like, and and yes. Peter Parker is Spider Man, correct? He still is, <laughs> uh-huh. except when he's. Ultimate Spider-Man, which he is in the all-new, all-different Avengers 2, which I finally caught up on, which has been one of my favorite... I just... Mark Wade really gets the interplay right between Shit, was that this week, too? All-new Avengers? No, that was a couple weeks ago, but I I just read it. But yeah, there's... I love the bit where Miles Morales is, like, sky surfing. He's, like, surfing on Iron Man's back. Like, they're all flying to recon someplace, and he's standing on the back of Iron Man. And then... Same like the Nova, Nova and Miss Marvel, their different agendas. Yeah. It's really cool that she's always like, "You're destroying all this property." It's like, <laughs> "Well, yeah, I saved lives and the fire didn't spread." She's like, "You don't even care. This is these people's lives." Like, it, like yeah. I like that she gives a shit about collateral damage. Yeah, and that it's the only comic that takes place in Jersey City. I cannot think of any other comic, yeah. any, any other Marvel comic that does. And then I read Amazing One Point One, which was this week, which is just. They want to have more Spider-Man books starring Peter, but they don't want an entire series named that. So they're just like, oh, this is 1.1 and 1.2 and 1.3 will all tell his own story. But the art is just like not great on it. But that's still like current starked up Spider-Man, right? Yes. Though somebody should have told them that because like he half half acts like Mm. Stark Peter, but at the same time he is... He is only in New York and doing huh. a lot of street level things. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're not being the super spy you are in the other book. Like right. you're, this could have been written last year or eight years ago, and right. it'd be pretty much the same book. Hmm. Uh, but it does take. I give it bonuses because it takes place in the holiday season, and right now I'm mm. in a seasonal comic book mood. Uh, also, I read Scarlet Witch one, which pfft, no way, don't no, like really. it. That well. I think it totally, this is going to be a nerdy continuity thing, but it totally does not get what Scarlet Witch is about. And Mm. they're like, "Eh, she's just, you know, like a witch and stuff. And she's going to use witchcraft for good stuff. Like, I hate when they make her more of a witch than somebody who has chaotic power. Right. I don't. Because I just reread this great S.H.I.E.L.D. book where she's in it. Mm. And she's working with this scientist who just goes like, no, I'm a scientist. I know, like, these things are impossible. And she's like, no improbable. I just make improbable things happen. Mm-hmm. Like I like the more scientific thing instead of in, in right. a Scarlet Witch comic, 
I don't like the art either. It's just very humdrum art. It has a crappy cliffhanger. Like, it doesn't make me want to read issue two in any way. Mm. And she just is like, what's magic? Magic's uh, magic. And I do it. I'm a witch. Mm. And I just was like, Ugh. Well, meanwhile, Totally Awesome Hulk was a fun book. It's not super, super deep, but it's the Amadeus Cho as the Hulk. Right. Frank Cho does the art, and Ooh. he... It's, he <laughs> the thing I like most about it is the very Frank Cho aspects, which are... He's fighting these ten different... He's, like, fighting different monsters who keep appearing. So he's basically fighting kaiju as an excuse for Frank Cho to right. just draw ridiculous fantasy monsters. Like a two-headed, fire-breathing turtle man. Which was fun to see to see the Hulk punch yeah. out a turtle man who breathes fire. Like he used That's to. That's fun. Yeah. It's a fun book in that respect. Nova number two. Me. Pretty man. That too. And uh, all new, all different X-Men I actually really enjoyed. I didn't get to read that one either. But because, I, liked, I liked where it was going. Yeah, well, because if you read... Well, so you read Extraordinary X-Men, and that's a big bummer, where they're just like, there's no X-Men left, and Storm is trying to get Jean Grey to join them and stuff. Yes. Meanwhile, all new, all different is mostly... The, it's all the teens, and the teens yeah, who the, teamed up the, with them. it's the 60s X-Men. Yeah, right? and they're team Except for Jean. And they're teamed up with... Mar- and, and they're teamed up with, like... X-23. Right, right, And a couple right. others. And here's by Mark Bagley, and it's just light and fun. That's why I enjoy yeah, it. Does, it, it does remind me of reading Ultimate books like 10 years ago. Yeah, totally. Well, 15 years ago, Jesus. And now that Ultimate's dead, the, the, <clears throat> I didn't read it this week, but yeah, Ultimate, that, the final issue of Ultimate End finally came out, and yeah. I'm like, yep, Ultimate Universe, done. Yeah, I didn't this read it This is the yet, end of it. Goodbye. So I did... Oh, I didn't know if you were... Uh, well, the last one I read uh, was Gwenpool X-Men Special. Yeah, Gwenpool... Jesus. Uh, winter comic it was really good mm. one because it half acted as a finale of the uh, of the she-hulk book because it was the team mm. who worked on the she-hulk comic charles soul you right. soul uh drew, wrote most of it and it's it takes place in the building where her law, law office is based which is also where howard the ducks is and they're having a their big holiday party and hellcats there too and then the other stories in it are just so much fun. Like it's it's her trying to throw the best Christmas party ever. Meanwhile, Miss Marvel is uh, feeling sad that she doesn't. She's feeling envious of Christmas and Hanukkah traditions at this time of year because the uh, there isn't really any Muslim stuff for her to celebrate. Christmas. And so Not then fair. she and it gives her an excuse to fight a Santa Claus which was fun because she's kind of mad at Santa Claus mm-hmm. then uh, then there was a Deadpool and Hawkeye team up mm-hmm. story which was a ton of fun too and then the Gwenpool story which is great like Gwenpool is such a ridiculous creation that it's like what if Deadpool yeah. was, was Gwen Stacy so cute and and talks like a young person who who, when she finds out she has to fight a sword guy, she watches Katana training videos on YouTube. To <laughs> learn them. It, it was fun. I liked it. And then she sings karaoke with Miss Marvel. It's a fun, That's, silly cool. book. And I also did love that She-Hulk, her holiday party costume was to wear a shirt that looks like a Christmas tree wrapping and then a tree and then a uh, star on the top of her head because uh, yeah. She-Hulk's all green and she's a Christmas go. tree. It was, That's cute. If you're looking for just a fun holiday read to put you in the the seasonal spirit, Gwenpool. The, Gwen, the Gwenpool special really is. If you like Marvel, I I had a lot of fun with it. It, it gave me a number of laughs. You should also read my top seven about yes. fictional alternative Christmases. What's your favorite one of those? Like, uh, is it Festivus? It's you know what I really like Decemberween. I just mm-hmm. love Home Star Runner. I'm glad I got the chance to write about that. <laughs> I was for the so first time happy to. 
remember Refrigerator Day from Dinosaurs. I love that. One I could <laughs> I couldn't believe that's I remembered great. it. Like, yeah. uh, but so that's all the ones I read. But Dave, yeah. what about you? Ooh, groovy homework time. Uh, so yes, uh, my homework from two weeks ago was tisk, tisk. yeah was uh, Batman Heart of Hush, mm-hmm. Paul Dini, Dustin uh, Wynn, and Derek Friedels. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like, I didn't know, I felt like I was missing a, a little bit about Hush. Like, yeah, I, the, you kind of, you kind of need to, you don't need to read it, but yeah, if you had just read the Jim Lee Hush yeah. storyline, you might have a little more so respect or does, background for him. Yeah, like, does he have more of a, like, is his power just that he knows Batman's secrets and kind of yeah, knows Yeah, and he's target? more of a planner, and he's, he's just, he's one of a million guys who are Batman enemies, or just like, he's like Batman, except... Yeah, right. And he's like, he's like Batman, except he killed his own parents, yeah. or he kills people instead of not killing them, or mm-hmm. he got rich by stealing, or things yeah. like that. And that's that's kind of Hush's deal, too. Yeah. I mean, I like that it went kind of into his, his family life and that kind of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that stuff was good. Uh, the twist was I didn't see it coming. But mm. I don't think that meant that I really liked it all that much. The, the, when, when he, so when his, you didn't when finish though. You didn't finish then the hush side quest in Arkham City because it's no. the same. It's the same moment. Oh, that see that would be cool in a video game. Mm-hmm. In a comic, it's just like okay, so uh, he didn't do anything with it either, which is kind well, of well. There yeah. are follow up books to that where he does do stuff with it. Ah. He actually assumes because. This what you don't know about Heart of Hush is it was published at the same time as Batman R.I.P. Uh, Batman quote unquote dies yeah. right after that finish coming out. So as that book was going on, yeah. Paul Dini was like, "I want to do the last Hush story." Yeah, I thought it was weird that they were they're all pre-titled R.I.P. And I'm like, "Well, he yeah. doesn't die. He comes close, but." Uh, so yeah. then, after Batman yeah. dies in the universe, then here's a dude who looks just like Bruce Wayne who yeah. does steal his life, but. He like gives away a billion dollars. He's like, "Yep, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm mm-hmm. gonna give away all his money. Here's a billion dollars. Woo! Gave it away. It's yeah. it's an interesting follow up, and I could share those with you if you wanted them. But yeah, did you like uh, him? The stuff with Catwoman. I um I thought like it, again, it's like an interesting concept, but like oh, everything worked out. Like literally, you had your heart ripped out of you. <laughs> you think there was some bad to yeah. have some uh, side effects there. Well, Zatanna gave her a magic salve that removed that, any uh, scar, obviously. <laughs> That would be crazy if she had a giant scar between her her uh, large breasts yeah. for the rest of the character's existence. So he's wearing like latex, so you wouldn't even notice it. I guess yeah. not. Uh, no, uh, they show her boobs quite a lot. And I though. kind of got confused at the very end when a dinosaur showed up, which is weird. Yeah. Well, wait. Do you mean the dinosaur? Well, yeah. He turned on the T Rex in the in the Batcave. I mean, what's there, the? They, well, they mentioned a, a whale in the Batcave, but I didn't know they had a T Rex there too. <sighs> Jeez, Louise! Dang. <clears throat> Come on, All right, Brad? Everybody knows there's. The, you don't know that. There's I know there's a, a there's, giant penny. There's always a T Rex in the Batcave. It's uh-huh. always there. It's right next to the penny. Uh-huh. T Rex, penny, giant Joker card. Those yeah. are things that are always oh, in the Batcave. Joker, Joker was good in his very brief time in the comic. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, this is like Christmas for me. That was a nice little Christmas touch there. I like that, and I also one of my other favorite things in it is Batman. The second to last issue ends. With Batman in a clear death trap. Mm. And it came to the point where Hush in or the villain in a normal story would say, Well, but I have to leave. But I am sure you're going to die. Yeah. Instead, in this issue, uh, at the end of it, Hush goes, I'm gonna You know what? I'm going to be here for the entire thing. Going to yeah. make sure they kill you. <laughs> yep. Going to watch it all. Batman still escapes, obviously, because yeah. he's Batman. But it it's not such an easy out. That's what I yeah. really like about it, too. 
And also, Dustin Wynn mm-hmm. was the artist on Descender, too. So, they is his art look... growing on you? Yeah. Um, this was, I, it, I mean, if, it, I, think, I don't know, I feel like it maybe fit this a bit better, or maybe uh-huh. he was a bit more, like, attuned to DC style, but, like, this didn't, like, it didn't stick out as something that, like, I don't know, I tend to notice when uh, art doesn't, like, jive uh-huh. with me, then, like, wow, this is amazing. Mm. With, uh, yeah, with, what was it, Descender? I didn't really... You know, I just thought it was a bit too, I don't know, light, I guess. Uh, well, it also, that has an anchor on it, and Descender's yeah. supposed to look like, almost like painted, or like yeah. or like watercolor, almost. It's lighter brushstrokes. That's more traditional, yeah. hard, black-lined comic art. Yeah, so I think, like, yeah, the, like how light it was, mm-hmm. and the fact that these are all characters I don't know, that I'm being introduced to, it's like... It was kind of tough to to get into Descender that way, but like Batman, yeah, darker style, and I know everybody. So, well, let's pick out your friend. new homework, and this is your homework for the break. So the final, uh, so so there's three things here. Yes, uh, we've got uh, Shield, Perfect Bullets. Yep, the new Shield series by Mark Wade. First six issues, a really fun Marvel book. Yeah, uh, Desolation Jones. Uh, a nice little uh, futuristic uh, detective story. And Nemesis, which is a Batman thing? Nope. Well, it's like a play on Batman, but it's a it's an independent book by the team that gave you Civil Wars, Mark hmm. Miller and Steve McNiven. So how much of not ever seeing a single episode of the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show? Honestly, S.H.I.E.L.D., it has very little... Agent Coulson and May are the main Mm. characters, but it has little to do with that. But if you don't give a shit about Marvel history or don't know... Do you know who Valkyrie is? Do you know Mm, who Swordmaster is? Mm -hmm. Man, I I do, and now you're turning me off. (laughs) It's... But it's great! But... Okay, then maybe you want to go with Nemesis yeah. or Desolation Jones. Well, since it's going to be, what, like two weeks before I report back mm-hmm. with homework, and I'll have two flights. Probably like three weeks. Yeah, yeah okay. Then I'm going to do double both. homework. Oh, right. wow, wow. Oh, boy. Double homework. Sucking up to the teacher. Yeah. I look forward to then our discussion but in the new year. I also did extra credit. What? Uh, the new Back to the Future comic. Uh, the Number three one. of three? No. Uh, well, it, I originally thought it was supposed to be just four. I think that's what uh, they announced. At the very end of this issue, they said, uh, due to popular demand, it's now monthly. Wow. Which, wow. which is cool. I, Good for them. Yeah. I mean, it tends to be like... I don't know. So the first two, I think 75% of the stories were good. And this Mm -hmm. one, there's like one that's a little bit of a dud. It's like a cool premise where uh, this is like months after Marty, uh, a.k.a. Calvin Klein, has left Hill Valley. (laughs) And both George and uh, Lorraine are looking for, for Marty because... They helped for Calvin Klein because they, why wouldn't they want to find him? Yeah, well, they were like, he helped us get together. We were having a little bit of a rough, rough patch. Can we talk to him? And Doc's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And it ends up the resolution is kind of dumb. Uh, but there's a second story which is it's short, but it's it's so dumb that it's fun. Mm-hmm. And it's uh it's old Biff after he steals the almanac. Because uh, one of the things that's kind of weird about Back to the Future 2 is how he, he kind of gets to 20, or sorry, he goes back to 1955 and comes back to 2015 so it's easily. It's still 2015, yeah. But it's so easy. The, the fact that he does it without any like major calamity. Like, mm, it, that how is do, strange. How do you know how this works? How do you know you have to go 88 miles per hour? Yeah. This shows like how he has some of those growing pains. Huh. And what happens is... He goes back because he knocks the uh, flux capacitor, mm. or, or sorry, the time display with his fist, his fist cane, and ends up uh, going back to prehistoric times <laughs> and yeah. has to fight a raptor. Well, that's where and, the dinosaur came from in Batman's cave. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. I like that. I, well, you know, I heard on the cr- on Cracked, they had these 
multiple articles eviscerating Back to the Future of just how how any of it works time travel wise. One of their biggest points was if Marty's parents have conceive him mm. even like minutes apart, like conception it's so yeah. It changes a child so much. Like right. if you have sex and conceive a child a day earlier, <laughs> it's a totally different person. Right. I would I would imagine like I don't think it even happened out of wedlock. So like they probably still have the you know, they got back, they got together yeah. on, on, well, they first kind of hooked up but on I the mean, same night. I mean, did they watch American Bandstand the night they did it, oh, or did yeah. they watch something else? Yeah, and it, if they, especially if they're playing some of that rock music that yeah. Marty introduced them oh, to. Oh, man. Well, they yeah. also have the point that, like... They give birth to a giant egg. Think about the, the, the one, the doc who wears a bulletproof vest to be shot by the Libyans has known Marty and time travel mm. for, fi- for 30 years. Yeah. He's known all those facts. Yeah. And he's befriended a Marty this entire time without even telling him he knows all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's so weird. It's well, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, this hadn't happened, so he hadn't yes. made that friendship. But then, yeah. But they, it's still the same. All right. Anyway, yeah, this, we can talk about this yeah, for another yeah. hour. But I do. Brett, you read comic books. Uh, yeah, I just the two things quick that come to mind. I read... Uh, Secret Wars eight or whatever, yeah, whatever number it was, the second to last issue, sure. with the, a whole uh, bunch of fights, whole bunch of fights, and I mean, like you said last week, it's fine, but it's just That's like cool I'm ready for it to be over, and I'm ready yep. to get some explanations for why things are the way they are in the current Marvel. I do totally. You mentioned last week though the Thanos uh, like total jobbing out yes! scene. Yeah. So two things I don't like about that one, and I mean this comic's two weeks old, but. As far as Secret Wars go, and it, it this doesn't matter as far as spoilers because it's already erased. Uh-huh. It doesn't. It, it it already didn't happen, which is why it's so. <laughs> it feels weird meaningless. To even read more meaningless of it, gesture yeah. to even read it, but it's like, uh, like Thanos comes down and he's just like, oh, I'm gonna get you. And Doom's like, oh, look, I see uh, you. You you want to rule your own little slice of my kingdom? Fine. If that if that's what you want, then you can have it. And Thanos is like, oh, you know, I used to be a god and. I, I had an infinity gauntlet, and he's like, do you have an infinite an infinity gauntlet now? So my first problem is, I don't like this. The, infinity gauntlets are singular in the This, in this the, all thing where, like, the infinity gauntlet's a thing. Like, Thanos found the, the infinity gauntlet. It's like, no, Thanos it put it together and made it. It's, it's not, his fucking glove. It's not a thing. It's his fucking glove that has the gems in it. An infinity gauntlet. It's not like they all walked around in infinity gauntlet talking about the infinity gauntlet. <laughs> it's such a weird, like... It, it, that's what makes it feel like fan fiction to me is when writers call treat it that way. It's like yeah. these characters don't revere this thing this way. It's just the thing that the gems or the stones, whatever you want to call them, like that's what's important. It, like and and it, the, I don't need an infinity gauntlet for you. It's like I'm he Thanos, wouldn't fucking like, call. And then of course, uh, Doom literally Mortal Kombat three fatalities him and pulls this whole skeleton out of his body, which and, didn't make. Like, one, it doesn't Thanos make sense. That stupid, too. Yeah. It just feels... Yeah. Unless there's going to be a reveal in the next issue that Thanos is like, sure. I wanted him to do that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not dead or whatever. But it, I, I, and I wouldn't put that past that. I suppose Thanos would know the the extent of Doom's power in this instance, but Thanos at least knows, Thanos like, oh, Doom is a real fucker, and yeah. he has had Beyonder powers before, so, like, I know he could be a real threat, so I should not go just stand there. He right would not f- take him lightly. Dude no. wouldn't take Thanos lightly. He Thanos would, wouldn't he would totally end. not do that. Um, yeah. So that that bothered me, but whatever. The issue is still beautiful artwork, yeah. and, like, I... The Groot moment was cool. The Groot oh. thing was cool. I did like that, and I mean, if all this had happened concisely in fewer issues and on time, I would <laughs> feel less, you know, uh, angry about it, but yeah. the one thing I did read that was fun... 
was Web Warriors. We we did our oh, I didn't we, read we, that. we did yeah. our Google Hangout. Yeah, yeah. We did our Google Hangouts. The the, the two yeah. in one. Ian was telling us all about Web Warriors. Yeah, and I followed up on that because I'm a good human being. <laughs> uh, but I read Web Warriors one, and then two came out this week, and I, I really two. like it. It's yeah. it is a silly book, and there yeah. I, I don't remember what they were, but there were there were two jokes in it that I laughed out loud at, and. I don't know. One, I think Spider Gwen's costume is awesome. I think it's just one of the best design costumes they've put out in years. Yeah. Uh, but on top of that, it's just a really fun book where all these all these Spider characters from worlds without Spider Man, where Park Peter Parker or the equivalent has been killed, they all kind of join up and then travel the multiverse, which again suggests something about how Secret Wars ends because the multiverse was not really a thing before. <sighs> yeah. So that suggests yeah. that like when after being compacted with Battle World, it's all gonna like shoot out again or something yeah I, uh, it suggests something i don't yeah, know i don't know yeah we don't know but uh i don't know it's just fun so you have like the, uh, the spider-man india you have aranya i think is one and then uh, spider glenn spider uk ham Sp- peter porker spider ham <laughs> and it's just just the way it's put together and the story is about like all the electros of all these different universes finding out about the same thing and being like oh well what's all the electros just get together and I don't know, there's just fun moments where, like, Spider-Ham jumps into a fight, and there's, like, an Electro who's a horse. <laughs> and the horse is, like, oh. a pig, and, the, and Spider-Ham's, like, a horse! <laughs> and, awesome. I don't know, it's just fun no, stuff fun. Fun stuff like, like that, and there's just a lot of good back and forth. So it is a really fun book that the art is cute, and, uh, but yeah, I meant to read All New X-Men, and I meant to read Miss Marvel, but I didn't get a chance. Ah, oh, well. All right. Well, so we should take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the news, which includes some big old deaths happening in uh, the world of comic books, another brand new trailer, uh, and somebody's haircut possibly revealing Walking Dead spoilers, (laughs) plus your answers to last week's question of the week. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the break. And I have a question for you. Do you call yourself a geek, a nerd, a person who loves toys, comic books, T-shirts, posters, all those types of things, especially when they're based on your favorite characters from Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Zelda, Halo, Star Trek, Doctor Who, and Game of Thrones? Do you love all those things? And would you want... $50 of those things, including an exclusive t-shirt, for as little as $14 a month? Then let me tell you about Geek Fuel. It is a mystery box of geeky goodness that has a guaranteed $50 value, starting as little as $14 a month, plus shipping and handling. How do you get such a thing? You go to geekfuel.com slash laser time. That's one word, laser time. And by going there, you will receive a bonus Star Wars item that is worth $20 for free added to your box geekfuel.com slash laser time one word and that'll get you your box of mystery geeky goodness from geek fuel previous geek fuel boxes again included stuff from marvel dc game of thrones star trek ghostbusters all this awesome stuff and you can get in on this and if you wanted to get it as a gift for somebody else you can do that too there's a give a gift option you can only get that bonus Star Wars item valued at $20 by going to geekfuel.com slash laser time thank you Geek Fuel for supporting this show Hi, 
Hi, everybody. Welcome to the break again. And I just want to tell you, as usual, this show is supported by listeners like you and mainly through patreon.com slash laser time. That's where we get direct donations from all our great fans who make it easy for us to do this for a living full time. Also, if you're listening to this if you are a listener to this on iTunes, please be a subscriber and please give us a review. That really, really helps us out. And don't forget, if you're a fan of this content on here where we talk about comic books on the Patreon now, bi-weekly at the $10 or more level, we do a bi-weekly comic book cartoon commentary. We just did one for the 90s X-Men cartoon. And coming up is one for Justice League, both in the holiday spirit. There was a ton of fun. Give it a listen if you are Patreon at that level. Also, and lastly, it is time for Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. This week's is The Shield Book, one of my favorite comics of the year. Mark Wade did this great series starring Agent Coulson, and he makes the Agent Coulson of the Marvel Universe the most powerful fanboy in the world. It is a great book because... Agent Coulson, like weapon, is is the biggest expert of Marvel heroes in the Marvel universe, seemingly, and he uses his geek powers for good to create the best special ops teams around for special shield missions. It is a ton of fun. It has guest stars, unpredictable guest stars, amazing artists doing single issue stories. It it is a ton of fun. It has probably the best use of Valkyrie and Swordmaster I've seen in a comic book ever, or at least in the last decade. It's a great book, and you can buy it through a link to Amazon on this week's episode page. And anything you buy through that link on Amazon or any of the Amazon links on LazerTimePodcast.com helps support the show. And if you're going to be buying anything, you know, at the end of the year for the holiday season, keep that in mind, please. All right, anyway, thank you guys so much for your support. Now back... To the rest of the show. back for part two of this week's Cape Crisis. And uh, Dave, I first want to yes. talk about, do you know the actress from uh, Walking Dead named of Lauren Cohen? Yeah, uh, she plays Maggie. Yeah, so... Maggie? Uh, yeah. People are it's wondering because there's a, <laughs> apparently there's this trope called death by haircut, which hmm? is when you're closely watching a show, nerdos on the internet now are so closely watching a show, they're like... This person will be killed off this season because they cut their hair uh, and they normally have to keep the same haircut for the same character. Like when Chandler and Joey got their haircut in Friends and then they got killed. <laughs> or when uh, Carrie Washington got her haircut and killed the show uh, Felicity. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a joke for 90s kids. Uh, but it's also the thing where people were saying, like, I believe it is Jon Snow. They're like, mm. 
Well, no, Jon Snow's not dead because the yeah. actor still has the same fucking haircut. Right. He would he would not have these greasy locks and beard anymore yeah. if he was not having to be Jon Ham for the new John Ham for the new season. <laughs> Jon Snow over the new season. So that's what people are saying about Lauren Cohen because look at her here, Dave. She's gotten Ooh, quite the haircut. A sexy summer do. Yeah, in December. But then people are saying, like, yeah, she could wear a wig, though. She she totally could. Yeah, that doesn't mean Maggie dies. It's also like, do we know the filming schedule? Could they be on a. Well, they're in the the mid season finale, but they've already filmed, I'm assuming they have filmed most of the rest of season six, so. By the way, I, I think so. you meant Carrie Russell from Felicity. Damn it! What did uh, I say? Carrie... Felicity someone? Carrie Fisher? Carrie, yeah. yeah. Carrie, uh, yeah. But anywho. Um, yeah, it's so, almost a good So joke. the one thing is, I don't want to be too spoilery, but uh, like the big they fake want out... You to think, yeah, they some, want you to think character X is going to die. Though. Yeah, someone... Uh, but what if it's her someone, instead? Yeah, someone fake died during the most recent season. Uh, in the comics, someone dies around this point, especially with Negan coming around. I think they could flip the script on that, and maybe mm-hmm. that's how that happens to her. But I don't know. Um, I, I've already said too much. Yeah, shut I, up. Uh, so. <laughs> but you know what? That would actually be because uh, I think the one thing they decided not to do way back when is uh, when they killed Lori, didn't mm-hmm. kill the baby. Ah, yes. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, her character is pregnant on the walk. I forget it. I don't think. I no, think I they, mean, they yeah. might have just revealed it, but I've kind of kind of fast forwarded the last few episodes. <laughs> I was like, you watch must it. really love that show. No, I watch it like it's you know one of those shows you watch when like you're just like folding laundry. farting away on the computer. Or, yeah, folding mm-hmm. laundry, and it's like I can't give this my full attention. This the show kind of requires it, but sorry. Well, speaking of status quo changes, DC is about to do the opposite of that. So they they had the solicits for their. Uh, next month of or the I guess it's April comics now they're talking about how issue number 50 of Superman almost everything that hasn't Mm. been rebooted is number one Mm. since the new 52 will be hitting issue 50 that month Mm -hmm. that includes the Superman and Batman comics right now Superman is highly depowered and chopped off all his hair and meanwhile Bruce Wayne is amnesic and uh, Commissioner Gordon is Batman, mm-hmm. but apparently in both of those cases, these they will return to their status quo. Superman will be full power sure. again, I mean, they and Bruce Wayne will be <coughs> Batman again. Right. Once we, they get to when's the movie coming out? It's next the summer. Movie? Right? Uh, it's in May, March or March. Yeah, it's March. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's about just time in you'd time want for this. Yeah. 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 And that's the same thing nice people are saying about Steve Rogers as Captain America because oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah Cap Sam Wilson, Captain Falcon, <laughs> simply Falcon, <laughs> not Captain Falcon. Uh, he's been Cap for over a year now, and now the movie's coming out, Civil War, sure. and it is lining up with the 75th anniversary of Captain America, his first release. And so, and, you know, uh, Star Trek Beyond lines up with the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. What a great way to celebrate yeah. with that dirt bike <laughs> and uh, and show. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they can't. Ah! <laughs> so there's definitely they're doing a ton of 75th anniversary cap books that month mm. and they're saying like cap rides again in one of these things they're saying like it's the last time he'll be cap or that steve rogers will pick back up the shield but i don't know i feel like it's too soon to make St- sam i've been liking sam wilson yeah. captain america and for them just to revert back to like i don't know it feels too soon i know that you always have to do it for a, for a, right. a movie. Comes it's out just weird to like put him back in, and then they won't have another Captain America thing, maybe in, ever until or, until Infinity. Yeah, and it's like that's 2018. Yeah, it's it's 2018. So it's like for two more years, you're gonna 
revert all the comics when, like, you know the people lining up to see Civil War also are not buying comics. Likely not reading the comics, no. Well, and speaking of the comics, also there was a real major death in Squadron Supreme this week, which the first issue of Squadron Supreme, uh, they kill off a dude, a character who's never been officially killed off before in the Marvel Universe in continuity. It's, spoiler break, Namor. He gets ah. fucking decapitated Oof. by Hyperion. Supreme? Yeah, Squadron Supreme. In the new Squadron Supreme, it came out today. They destroy Atlantis and decapitate Namor. And then a on, whale scr- on camera, like or on in panel, so there's no ambiguity to it. They're not like, oh, we didn't find his body. Like they fucking cut his head off. So, did one of the Squadron Supreme do it? Hyperion, the Superman of the team. Why would Hyperion do that? They're kind of evil now. It's, I don't know. It, you read the book to find out why, but they're they're a darker team who don't like the Avengers. Well, because I remember, well, the, the Max stuff from like 10 years ago, mm. I really liked the Squadron Supreme, yeah. or Supreme Power. I thought that was really good, and then they kind of read branded it with Squadron Supreme, which was a new take on, what, the 70s Squadron Supreme? Yeah. Which was also fine, and they collected that a while back. Mm. That It's it's interesting, but it was always meant to be this, like, bizarro Avengers. Well, no, they're the Justice League. Right, the yeah, ju- yeah, It was, yeah, they were created I mean. it, for in the 70s yeah. to have an Avengers versus Justice League comic yeah. officially, and now, I think this is just, this Squadron Supreme only goes back to Hickman's Avengers run because right, remember, right. Hyperion was on the team and yeah. all that. Well, that's weird. I mean, I guess they had, they had no movie plans for Namor. So, yeah. all right, and that's the end of spoilers here. Spoiler time is over if you skipped ahead. Uh, all right, let's talk about movies then and TV shows. X Men Apocalypse trailer. What all did right. y'all think? It was another one of the classic times where a trailer went out the day after we, <laughs> we did should the start Apocalypse. posting the show on Friday. Uh, but then we we're not doing it on New Comic Book Day, man. Well, but then people maybe people, maybe 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 people get more time to read the new issues. And but but maybe in the new are year. They, is there like a set day for trailers? Like do they usually no? Come out? But it they just like seem to keep happening. Thing, yeah. But then if you do that. They're just going to come put them out on Fridays. Well, then Cape Crisis <laughs> comes out on Saturday. Like, okay. Why don't you just do Cape Crisis every day? Yeah, the daily, our first daily It's podcast. like Christmas. Christmas should be every day. <laughs> Cape Crisis should be in your heart. Cape Christmas. And every day. So did you guys, what did you guys think of the trailer? Did you watch it? No. It's, I did. Jeez, it's it's scary. I did. It's weird because I really like Days of Future Past. Yeah. And I like Brian Singer's work on the first and second. Mm-hmm. They're both great. And I like Days of Future Past, and I have no particular, like, I got no snark necessarily for Apocalypse, but mm-hmm. nothing really grabbed me in this trailer. And I, I couldn't, uh, sorry for stepping on that car- <laughs> that that perfectly placed cartoon horn. Yes. But, uh, yeah, nothing I don't know. Gra- Some- not even when Apocalypse liter- literally grabs Xavier, and I liked, I liked when he the grew, shape-shifting. I liked yeah. when he grew big, so it's like, okay, so they're... They're going all the way. Uh, Apocalypse, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And And then also he was way less... I think they color corrected him or something. He was way less purple than in those first shots. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I feel like I said this on the show, but I I mean, I definitely were having conversations about this with people where like... Those are those were like largely photos from sets, yeah. and like not the lighting and post production you're gonna get on the movie. And it's like, hey, mm-hmm. they'll figure it out. Well, meanwhile, the heroes, I think, because it takes place in the '80s, mm-hmm. the heroes get to be garish in awesome ways. Like yeah. they're just themselves. 
uh, Mohawk Storm. She uh, looks great. Archangel, like they look like ripped out of the page. Like, I don't remember Archangel. He's throwing the fucking. He's throwing. Oh, he his, was, his wasn't wing he? Stuff at people. Yeah. Come on. And then they, even the quick shots of Jubilee and Psylocke oh, yeah. looks just like we saw man. that in the pictures. But oh, Olivia Munn is Psylocke. Oh, She's awesome casting, oh. and she is just. They did her costume. Like, they, they also just did man, her costume. That I costume. Love, I love that too. I also. I got. I just laugh whenever I see like each film. Jennifer Lawrence is like does yeah. le- wears less of her makeup. Like yep. I think I think she only did the full nude suit once in the last movie. Like yeah. she no twice. She gets like depowered by she gets found out by Magneto, and then the other time when she sneaks into Bolar I just don't Trask's get why place. they wouldn't like. Well, you know what Mystique normally does? Not wear the nude suit. Like, yeah. just have her do her face and wear clothes like Mystique usually yeah. does. Have a blue face and wear clothes. No, yeah, just, you can be up to your fucking neck. Or, yeah, you can yeah. be up to your neck with a suit. Like, I don't care. Mm. But, like, when you're always just, I'm Jennifer Lawrence. And I love Jennifer Lawrence. But, oh, yeah. but come on, you're Mystique. Like, be Mystique. I think they lucked out in casting oh, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence right well, before she made, became the biggest star in the universe. Sure. <laughs> I mean that yeah that they're lucky to still get her. I mean, but chimpanzees love her. <laughs> I would. I mean that's what we all thought about Halle Berry until then she was Oof, decided she was too old to continue being in movies. Well, once you're 35, I mean yeah. who needs who needs a woman over 35, right? I'm sorry. Uh, though I didn't like that the big the one thing I was disappointed in it was that their big surprise at the end was like and. James McAvoy shaved his head like yeah, yeah kind of knew that didn't we? It's like, they really it for real shave his head or is yeah it's for real shaved head man yeah well, like I know people showed it that's emotion. how they knew because he was like hey it's James yeah. McAvoy in person and hell he shaved his head that's weird what an actor so like I don't know I, I I have no reason to distrust this because I liked Days of Future Past so I'm mm-hmm. like okay well maybe the next trailer will grab me more but I'll still see it like there's nothing about it that makes me go boo this will suck. Oh, also the free comic book day uh, lineup has been announced. God, and so when? far from now. Yeah, when well, is you got to pre-order them ahead of time. It's the first week of May, so it used to be ready for May Day. Wait, you, May. Have, to, you have to pre-order free comic books? Not you, but oh, the, the stores. retailers. The okay. retailers do. The retailers have to, and it's you know a little over four months away now, and. They just do it around the big movie release, yeah, like which will be Civil War, yeah. which will be Civil War. Yeah, the first of May. Pretty much Marvel Cinema, Marvel Studios owns this first week. That's of so weird days. for Dawn of Justice to be March. Yeah, although it, that is Zack Snyder's month. Yeah, I think what? it's fine. Like, like March, that's 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 uh, that's three hundred. I think that's also Sucker Winter Punch. Soldier was March, wasn't it? No, like, it was like no, it was, it was April. April. March is as early as it gets, though. Also, we're getting Deadpool in February, oh, yeah, so that's how right. fucking wow. it's getting. And uh, they're doing the 12 Days of Deadpool right now, which is their countdown to a Christmas Day release of a new Deadpool trailer. Oh, nice. So keep an eye out for that. Ryan Reynolds has been doing a lot of funny picks for it, which yeah. I like. I like that Ryan Reynolds is all in. He's like, I got to make Deadpool work, and I will do goofy shit gotta, yeah. all day long to get sure. you to pay attention to Deadpool. I gotta find some superhero character that yeah. sticks. It's yeah. make or break for him for franchise stuff. Yeah. If it fails, he'll be he'll be a poor millionaire uh. who's, who's <laughs> yeah. gorgeous and married to a beautiful woman. <laughs> he'll have to borrow a, uh, a, a movie franchise role from Jennifer Lawrence. Or There's too to, many right now. She needs to or, get rid of one. Or he'll yeah. have to like star in a like a basic cable TV Oh my drama. god. He could poor play guy. Dash Rendar. <laughs> He'd be good at that. Uh, and lastly, on the news is that oh no, there's two more things. One, Kurt Russell might be playing Star Lord's dad in the next movie, which 
Honestly, that seems like he should be playing Corsair, Scott Summer's dad from uh, the I mean, Marvel. As long as he's books. playing somebody's dad. Yeah, yeah I, I, I. But not, I, that's not Spartax, correct? It might be. I don't know. Uh, but uh, well, we don't know who his dad is right. in that universe. What his dad was yeah. an angel, right? Who has cosmic stuff. Oh, in and him they're or thinking whatever. the rumors are like we kind of. I Could went down be the, Adam Warlock. Yeah, I went down the Adam Warlock path, and there were other. Kurt people. Russell's not an Adam Warlock type, though. I think he could be. Well, he's an amazing. Actor. I love Kurt Russell. Like, I just he's, imagine his hair. Like, give yeah. him like full on eighties hair. Oh yeah, and yeah. he's Adam Warlock. Like, and it's also just perfect to have a star of sure. 80s cinema playing his dad. Yeah. For the, playing the... Like, Star-Lord is an 80s-obsessed child. Like yeah. He's, and then uh, what was the other... Oh, that he's just Captain Marvel. Yeah. A Kree. Oh, and then the other one is that uh, the Supergirl's finally getting her own fucking comic book. Like, they had canceled, co- canceled her comic book and underestimated the popularity of the TV show. Right. The TV show's been big since it's, it came mm. out. But people are like, so why don't you have a Supergirl comic book? I'd love to read a new Supergirl comic book. They're like, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's getting a digital first book oh. that will start uh, publishing in a few months. But mm-hmm. they at least announced it. Right. All right. So that's it for news. Uh, let's get in the question of the week. I, I do want to say really quick before yeah. we, when we were on the break, I was thinking of something else I did read. Uh, mm-hmm. The Thor Oh, okay. Uh, not, well, yeah. So the, the first issue ended with like oh here's Loki and Loki's back and here's kind of you know the status quo for Loki seems to change every few years where like Loki's a lot of flux Loki's a woman Loki's a child Loki's this that like he's just kind of being reborn and all over the place Um, but this time he's back and then he's kind of talking to the frost giants and the frost giants of course having a giant battle with the freaking elves of course which seems to be all that all that happens in Thor lately is Mm. battles with elves and dark elves but (laughs) Uh, every time I dip my toe in, like, what's going on at the... Oh, it's more elves. God damn it. <laughs> like, just... Ha- fuck. But they... they uh, it's a sound when you pull an elf's ear back and just, like, let it go. Like a doorknob or the doorstopper. But uh, it ends with uh, Loki kind of being like, look, uh, I'm not Asgardian. I'm not a... I'm not a frost giant. I know I was born here and raised there, and I've been back and forth, and both sides want me to be their thing, but I'm neither of these things. I am Loki, mm, and I'm I not. Like I'm neither of those things. And then it kind of cuts to the Dark Elves, and I swear Malekith again because he was in a movie, so people will know who that is now. Of course. And I'm pretty sure that's who it is. And then Frost Giant Leader, and they're both just like, well, yeah, it's great that Loki let us in here, but we can't trust him mm. because he's Loki, and we're just going to kill him anyway. And him and Thor will both be dead, and we'll, we'll both rule this this place and it'll be great and the issue ends with Loki kind of just teleporting in front of Thor and being like and she's like will you start talking and because mm-hmm. otherwise whack and then Loki's <laughs> like let you know he says like yeah exactly the, we should talk and it suggests that like Thor and Loki are actually going to team up because mm-hmm. whatever the new status quo is with this Loki he doesn't feel this maybe doesn't feel the need to like power struggle and, and argue and, well, tr- yeah. and trick people and he's just more like well, and it's not yeah. Odin's son who's sure. Thor anymore either. That's true. Like, so yeah. it's kind of like, what is the arrangement between Loki and this new Thor? So mm. that's at least an interesting angle well, to... barely even the new Thor anymore. Right, it's been Thor. about a year, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's get into the question of the week replies. Then last week's question of the week was, what's your favorite hero-on-hero fight? Uh, based on all the Superman and Batman stuff we talked about last week. 
Sam Ail says, I have a bit of a non-traditional answer. One of my favorite semi-recent comics was Greg Rooka's run on The Punisher. He ended his time on the book with a four-issue series called Punisher Warzone. In it, Spider-Man convinces the Avengers to stop tolerating Frank Castle and arrest him. In the second issue, Thor goes after the Punisher. It's a fight that, on paper, is ridiculously one-sided, and Rooka acknowledges this. While Frank briefly distracts Thor by leading him through a camp full of terrorists, forcing Thor to deal with them, Eventually, Thor catches the Punisher and subdues him, but instead of bringing him in, Thor simply talks to him over a couple of beers, bonding with him as a fellow warrior. It's a surprisingly touching scene featuring two characters who almost never interact. Yeah, that's true. Is that one if that's collected anywhere? That sounds I, kind of. Fun. I should look that one up. Yeah, that sounds like a cool, just a cool, fun four issue story. Nathan Explosion said in the Justice League Unlimited episode Clash, Lex Luthor manipulates Superman and Shazam into fighting each other to discredit the JLA. That is amazing, and it has the the classic Kingdom Come moment of Shazam calling down oh, the lightning yeah, yeah, and yeah. zapping Superman with it. Speaking of Justice League, uh, if you're a patron, a $10 level, uh, keep, Next an eye, week. keep an eye out for another commentary. Yeah, we're doing those weekly co- or bi-weekly mm. comic book commentaries for $10 yeah. or more, me and Brett and sometimes others. Yeah, but it's a, it'll be... Spoiler: A Justice League related uh, Pro- prop, maybe for the a reason for the season. Yeah, the rizzle for the yeah. sizzle. I think. So. Uh, Hegel says my favorite is from Uncanny X Men two seventy three, where the raging Cajun Remy LeBeau or Cambit, as he's also known, outwits and then beats the tar out of Wolverine, relegating the Knucklehead to merely the second best at what he does in a thrashing so resounding that it made Jubilee cry. <laughs> uh, I chalked that up to like he's our new character, therefore he's. Yeah. The coolest. This actually is a TV troops tropes page called um, "He Beat Wolverine," <laughs> which is just this thing that, like, it was also something they did on Star Trek TNG a lot, which Worf. is. Oh, this guy beat up Worf? He's got to be tough. And then it's like, well, Worf gets beat up every third episode, so, like, what does it matter? That's the thing, why you don't want to job out a character too much on your roster. Well, like, yeah, I mean, just look at Kane. I mean, come on. (laughs) But, like, same thing with Juggernaut. For years, it was like, he beat Juggernaut? Yeah. And then when Onslaught did it, it was like, oh, shit. And then... That was at least cool, but then afterwards... For several years afterwards, it's like, oh, fucking everybody. (sighs) And the people are getting roll-up pins on him, (laughs) because he gets distracted by music. Uh, Gersnort (laughs) says, I'm a complete Wolverine fanboy, so for me, it's the Wolverine versus Marrow fight wow, from X Men Volume Two, Number Seventy Two. Huh. I was already annoyed with Marrow being thrust on the reader, like some even more extreme version of Wolverine. So seeing a fight between the two of them was a wish fulfillment. Wolverine schools her for most of the fight, hmm. but at one point when she's uh, when he's offering platitudes about not acting like a little shit, <sighs> she cheap shots him with a bone spike through the throat. Wow. She gets all gloaty, not realizing he was capable of going berserker. God, when uh, is the last time that ever happened? When she realizes it, it's uh, it's when he's lost it and is just inches from stabbing her in the eyes. Ultimately, she's saved by Cannonball entering the room and incapacitating Wolverine. Man, sure, she survived, but any future appearance from her has always tempered was always tempered by the fact that she could easily been eviscerated by Logan. Hmm. Uh, oh, and bonus from this issue, we find out that Eric, Eric Magnus Lencher, alias uh, Magneto, was a fake. There was a young Magneto who was a member of the X-Men at the time. It was it, it was a weird X-Men time. Uh, Raccoon Hale says, The best part of Original Sin was the battle of words between Punisher and Rocket Raccoon. Uh, I really enjoyed Punisher's, is this a joke reaction to seeing Rocket? And Rocket just being a badass. 
I don't remember that, but that sounds great. I read it, but yeah, I, original sin kind of disappeared from my brain. I, I didn't hate it. it. I don't. Think. I think it's actually one you could go back to and like, oh, this is just a good story. Well, like, hopefully, it, I bet it's easier to return to than Age of Ultron well, yeah. or the, the book, not the not the movie. Yeah. Uh, Both of them don't 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 <laughs> interact with either one of them. Uh, I vada crap my pants. Yeah, says, do video good. games count? As I've been playing Injustice lately, it's ridiculous and awesome. Sure, Batman and other non-superhumans wouldn't survive going into orbit or be, and being thrown back down. Also, Hawkgirl's voice is too close to Batgirl from Harley... Uh, from Oh, sorry, from Birdgirl? From Harvey Birdman? Wow. <laughs> uh, but seriously, it's still my favorite superhero fighting game. Not good at Capcom fighters, they say in parentheses. Mm. Uh, Batman Boy says the Wolverine Cyclops fight from Schism was pretty cool. They really got to tear into each other for a bit, and then a giant sentinel shows up for an interesting ending. I did like that one a yeah. lot. Uh, Sega Galactico is the last one who says, A few of my favorites, uh, Wolverine and Thing's rivalry is one of them. When the new Fantastic Four battles the real Fantastic Four, and Wolverine hmm. slashes off chunks of the Thing's face, causing oh, him to yeah. wear a helmet until the rematch with Boneclaw Wolverine... Of course, they end up teaming up with a fight some other chump. Duh. I forgot. Like he had like a Vega like mask. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, it was really weird. Though it was actually turned out to be a callback to early Jack Kirby Fantastic Four. She makes a mask for him and he wears it for she being re uh, being Sue Storm Sue. because of course she makes she's the oh, tailor for the what team. What's she gonna do? Powers yeah. are lame. So she builds a she builds a mask for him to go into battle. Even though he's like, why would I wear this on my ugly mug? <laughs> God, they still haven't got a great thing in a movie. Uh, all right. And that, those were the best answers to last week's question of the week. This week's question of the week, uh, I feel like it's almost kind of a softball. But next week, uh, well, actually, not next week, but in a future episode, we will be talking about our best comics, what we think were the best comics of the year were. But what was your most disappointing comic of the year? And... Uh, I mean, probably hmm. Secret Wars is in there, and I'll leave that to you guys to talk about if you want to. But uh, hmm. I think, other than that, oof, boy, for me, I think it was it was a superhero. Boy, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying a DC <laughs> book, but <laughs> I didn't. I liked Superman, but the Action Comics equivalent to it, it was just so all over the place. Like just the. It wasn't meshing with what was happening in the other books, and it was just two comics at the same time, and it didn't make much sense to me. I was I was kind of disappointed with they could have had those two happening at the same time or done something more interesting with action, but it wasn't equal to what was going on in Superman. So, other than Secret War, that was my most disappointing comic. Yeah, I'm having a hard time thinking of anything other than Secret War, just because I, I I think I read a little less this year overall. That was uh, that was like brand new and happening week to week. Because so much revolved around Secret War. Mm. Z. Z. Secret Wars. It's yeah, it is Z. Wars. Uh, Secret War is the one yeah, where they invade uh, Lyferia. Right. Uh, that took forever and... It didn't matter much anyway. Yeah. Uh, but that's... Anyway. Uh, yeah, just the whole thing. And, like, there were things about the Battle World and all the, like, comics over the summer that uh, some of them were interesting and fun, but, like... Mm. Just like at the expense of like, I was enjoying Miss Marvel and I was enjoying this and She Hulk and you know who knows how much that is the reason for why those things reset and or canceled. It's just oh, on, also- on top of Secret War being delayed and taking too long and then too many issues to get this points across and it's just filler and I was also- and then that leads to a lot of new number ones where it's like I like all these characters but I know 
when you do these big reboots, it's just six new issues of decompressed storytelling that's going to take forever to get to a point where it's hot again. And it's like, everybody comes back with a new number one, and it's like, I, none of like, so few of them, if any, had like a story to make me go, I should read comic books. It's just <laughs> like, you're already in this, you know, like you're already going to buy this, right? And it's like, I don't know. Just, I've a been lot enjoying of them, it more it, than you, but I get what you I guess saying. so, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I like Guardians, the, the setup of, like, oh, Thing and, and, and Kitty Pride. Yeah, that's that's great. And the mysteries are all there. Like, why is Doom doing what he's doing? What is Loki going to do? And they're all there. It's just a lot of them are taking time to grab me in a way that I didn't anticipate. So it's not that they're bad. It's just that I'm disappointed. All right. Well, um, I was also disappointed by the cancellation of the Fantastic Four Right. Which then led into a very <laughs> disappointing movie. And yeah. now a world where Human Torch and Thing are still around, but the rest of Fantastic Four is missing. Dang. Uh, am I an asshole for saying Descender? I just, <sighs> it, didn't, I, it didn't grab me. Uh, <laughs> I've descended to the heavens. Gotta be slower on the draw there, man. Uh, I'm gonna was, reach over, though, and push was, a random I, it button. It was like the fact that I... I Wow! That's a good one. Oh, yeah, wow. it just that didn't actually quite... would have been better for the. Wow, that was totally me. random. And then, like afterwards, reading about how so many people liked it, I don't know if maybe just stuff it gets better. It was after not the a first... lot of best of the year lists. I was yeah. yeah, I mean, I, it's just I never really got into like the characters. The art style didn't work for me, so mm. yeah. Well, it's... I'm sorry to hear you're wrong, Dave. Ah. But, uh, but you know what? I'll also say I was disappointed, at, like hearing that there was going to be a Back to the Future comic, and mm-hmm. like I think they've had some good stories in there. But it's kind of all in this nebulous, like, is it canon, non-canon? They haven't really just Can't established. you just enjoy the fun story? No. But I also was like, if they just had a like an ongoing story right. where they're going throughout time now, it's just like, right. here's Doc working in his lab. and it's, it's there's, just a bunch of short stories. Yeah, there's actually not a lot of time traveling, which is, like, <laughs> weird. Well, uh, all right. So tell us your uh, most disappointing comic book moments of the year and next time uh, when we have a question of the week it'll be about the best comics of the year so keep that in mind that's too, over people. at lasertimepodcast.com slash forums, forums. Mm. And that'll let be us where know it is. and there'll be a link to it on this week's episode page as well which you will find on lasertimepodcast.com which is the home of so many great things like this week's episode of laser time which is about dark christmas things or things with christmas or holiday films that have a, a secretly dark message to it or yeah. ones that are at least dark before darkest before the dawn like say wonderful life or yeah. the rudolph special which is about intense shaming by an entire society on a kid whose nose glows that's it and, and they then, just mock him for nine fifty fucking minutes. <laughs> and then we reenact Sally and uh, Jack Skellington fucking. Oh, it's oh, the boy. it's the classic return of. I was seeing a lot of people very happy to see the return of erotic fan fiction theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also this week we had a shitload of other podcasts, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we had cheap podcasts, wrestling podcasts. We covered TLC, and uh, since it was episode number sixty four, uh, wrestling video games on because that was the greatest generation of wrestling video games. Sure uh, was, and uh, I think within the next week or so we'll have a, a year-end episode of Cheap Popcast because nothing else happens in the last two, year, yeah. two weeks of the year. Prove yeah. me wrong, WWE. And then Prove usually, me wrong. The, then at the in the first week of the year of the ah. next year is the WrestleMania of Japan wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom right. Ten. Yep. Yeah. 
uh, VG Empire's Game Music Podcast. Uh, we recently did an episode with Tommy Tallarico where we talked about uh, working wow! at, talked about Earthworm Jim, video games live, and all that good stuff. But then this week we also premiered, thanks to your efforts at patreon.com slash lasertime, uh, you unlocked VG Mini, which is a, 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 a show that will kind of fill in the gaps between the full-size episodes where we cover a smaller game that would normally been, uh, earn a whole episode. And Chris, for years, was saying he wanted to do a Kickle Cubicle game uh, it's an NES game. There's not a whole lot of music in it, but it's it's short. It's like 15 minutes, but yeah, that's the it's first fun. one. Hey, I loved it. And doing all that content takes a lot of... Yeah, yeah. it's a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've been very productive. Same with like we did. We talked about it earlier, but we did those commentaries. We're doing those now bi-weekly for mm-hmm. $10 and up. We watch classic superhero cartoons which are widely available usually on netflix or hulu yeah, we did like. x-men last it's on hulu yep have your morlock merry little christmas and God, uh, we also as intentionally <laughs> doing it wrong. all right all right uh and the next week is a justice league episode yeah i'll just fucking spoil it it's justice league <laughs> comfort and joy that's what we're doing a classic the classic it was good christmas justice league cute. episode and then oh man i get to imagine a year from now we can do the batman animated really? series christmas episode oh, christmas with a yeah, Christmas with the Joker. Or one. they did a second one on WB as well. There was like three Christmas short stories, uh, including one where Batgirl uh, like fights Clayface in a Christmas uh, place, and she has to change into her Batgirl costume in public, but everybody's running uh, past her so much they don't even notice. Mm. It's a cool moment. Uh, also, there's Video Game Apocalypse, the video game podcast we do every week. Dave, isn't there some sort of surprising revelation in this one? Yes, there is. There is a revelation. Thank you, Dave. All right, well, enough of this. Uh, until next week, Excelsior! Excelsior!